Good afternoon, everyone. I, uh, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you, yes. I would, uh, I've got to say uh, how excited and grateful and honored and happy I am to be here. We've had a long journey to get to this day and to see so many of you here and so many familiar faces is fantastic. It's the 50th anniversary of the National Theatre this year. Uh, but you can go back to, I think, 1847, when the idea of the National Theatre was first started. It took over 100 years, 120 years, to get to the point where the company was formed, and then it took another decade to get to the point where this building was made and the, co the company could come into this building. So that made me think of the struggle and the effort and the journey that it took um, for theatre makers and artists and directors and writers to get to the point where they could have a platform they could speak. And that reminded me of the struggle and the effort and the contribution that the artists that we are speaking to this week have made. In this country, I think you can say that there's always a sense of having to uh, really find a place where you can have a platform to share your stories and to have your voice heard and to entertain people. And the people that we're speaking to this week have proved that time and time and time and time and time again. So it's my great honor that they have all agreed to come and share their experiences and their contributions with us. And the fact that you have all come to celebrate and acknowledge them is very, very heartwarming. So I thank you. I also would like to say that it's, we're starting today, we're starting now. There's going to be more events happening in the week. Please come to them. If you enjoy this one, which I'm sure you will, how can you not? with the people that we're speaking to. Please come back, please spread the word, please tell other people about it. Come along, uh, we're gonna be here all week and we're gonna build up to uh, the celebration which is happening on Sunday afternoon here in the National, in the Littleton next door. There is no better way to start off this week than the two artists that we are honored to have with us. Uh, they are, <coughs> for my money, and I'm sure a lot of you would agree, and I'm sure a lot of other actors and people in this, uh, in theatre and in the country would agree, two of the finest actors that we have in this country, full stop. Um, personally, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to be here. I'm, I'm a bit nervous, I've got to tell you. But I'm so excited because these two artists are people who I have grew up watching. Even before I knew what acting was or what theatre was, they were there. They were in, on my horizon, and I could look up to them and see myself on the TV screen. And at the point where I wanted to become an actor, I thought about becoming an actor, I knew that someone had done what I wanted to do before me. And that gave me a lot of strength and a lot of inspiration to kind of do what I have done. And I am aware, as the actors here <coughs> among you will also be aware, that were it not for the artists that we're speaking to, I certainly wouldn't be here. And I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more aware of that now because of the two artists who are sitting here. So I'd like you to welcome to the stage Ms. Carmen Monroe and Mr. Don Warrington. <laughs> that, that's, that's more than enough for me because I'm, I need to hear this. So uh, we are going to start by asking a few questions. And then later on, we are going to open the forum and you will be able to ask some questions. 
Um, so I think we should get going. I would like to start off by, welcome, welcome both of you. I'd like to start off by asking you both, Carmen, we'll start with you, a little bit about where you came from and what you brought with you to this country culturally, what theatre you saw um, while you were growing up, uh, whether that was professional or the people around you, what cultural um, environment did you come from? Um, I came from, I was born in British Guiana, and at that time in the West Indies, everything, study, entertainment, literature, everything was based on what was happening in England. I think you could say the same, more or less. Possibly. More or less. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I, um, I, I, um, I went to high school and I uh, achieved the senior, what was it, the Cambridge Overseas Senior Certificate. And <laughs> we, <laughs> of course, and, um, but the finally, but you see the thing is, my mother, I have to go back there, my mother would, would um, quote constantly to us what we thought, you know, where did she get that from? Where did she get that from? But she was, her father was a, was a, a headmaster, a man they called the Pope. And so, <laughs> so she, um, she was brought up in an atmosphere of literature and learning. And that is the, that is the key to the, uh, to the Guyanese uh, culture, literature, learning, and music. I don't know if there are any Guyanese in, in the, yeah, yeah? Am I right? Am I right? Yes, okay. I, yeah, I'm substantiated. So, um, so um, and when for, for my, I had to study two books. Uh, uh, the one, the, the one that's, the, the writer of the guy who's done this, that's on this stage later, that person, and um, I did Macbeth and Julius Caesar. And so that was my, that was my introduction in a way to the wide literature of the English. We read, a, we read a lot of American books and we, we knew American stories and it was very, every, and if you wanted to go away and get and be glamorous and earn money and everything, you went to America. If you wanted to come and be serious about your life and, and your, your education, you came to England, okay? So naturally I was gonna be coming to England. So uh, anyway, I came and, um, that was 1951, four days before, 26th of September, four days before the end of the festival, you know. Anyway, um, by 55, I was working, I was with the uh, West Indian Students Union, which was in Earl's Court, and that's where I met like-minded people, because by then, we knew that we were, we were in, we were in a way in a foreign country, much to our surprise. So <laughs> well, foreign, because we, we weren't prepared for some of what we, what we found. But basically, this West Indian Students Union is a place where we can go and, and share the, the pride and the dignity with which we came here, and which we understood was an essential part of anyone's life. 
And that was that I grew up with this pride, self-esteem, self-respect. And so we met there, and at that, um, uh, that's where I started the West Indian Student Drama Group. We did a play, Anna Christie. We did it for the London County Council, and we, took an, uh, we had a, a competition, and we won. And what was the prize? To do this play at the Unity Theatre in Mornington Crescent. It doesn't exist anymore, but I don't know if anybody here is old enough to know of the Unity Theatre. Yeah, very very left-wing, very socialist, and that's where, that's where the serious theatre for me started. Mm. And then moved on from there. I trained with Dorothy Alexander, then went to the, uh, uh, the Royal Court to do my first play, which is a Tennessee Williams play, Period of Adjustment, and I haven't looked back since. John. Um, right. I think my story has two parts. Um, it's, it's interesting uh, listening to Carmen because what's important is the age at which a certain group of West Indians arrived in this country. I, I came when I was very young. Uh, I was brought to this country. Um, prior to coming, I say, and this might be a fantasy, I say that I wanted to be an actor. Um, there was no grounds for that, apart from seeing what is now thought of as Asian movies. And I remember as a little boy going in Trinidad because there's a, a, a very large Asian community in Trinidad, to see an Asian film. And I thought it was fantastic, because it was a lot of singing, and there were princesses and princesses, and the prince was rescuing her, and they were going off and living happily. And I thought, well, I'd like to do that when I grow up. Um, and then my parents, my mother, brought me to England. And I grew up in Newcastle, and then I had this secret, and that secret was to be an actor. Um, it wasn't something that one would discuss with people, um, not in Newcastle at that time. Um, uh, so I kept it a secret until I got to about 15 or 16. Then I announced it, and I wanted it to change the world. It didn't change anything at all. Uh, and then I set about becoming an actor. I went to the local theatre and I told them I would like a job. And they looked at me and went, yeah. And I said, you know, I really would like a job. And they gave me a job as a student at ASM. And that was the first time I met actors. Uh, 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 and then I went to drama school, so that's how it went. I had no sense of the theatre. I think that's what's important. I had a sense of acting which came from the cinema, but in terms of the theatre, I knew absolutely nothing about it. Does that answer it? Yeah, it does. Good. I think it does. Excellent. It? Um, so, what I'd like to ask is, when you arrived here and you decided that you wanted to act, was it what you, did you find what you expected? And if not, how did what you found shape who you became as actors? Who first? Okay. <laughs> um, 
I had no expectations. I think this is one of the things, you know. Uh, uh, I, was, I was a boy, a black boy, growing up in Newcastle. That was hard enough. That had to be coped with. And under that was a desire to do this thing. And I think now it was a desire to escape, to get beyond what seemed to be prescribed for you. And acting seemed to be the way. So I set about achieving that. And I learned as I went on. So there was no expectation. I didn't know what it was. Sorry. May I? Of course. Yeah. Well, um, it was, it, you say, you didn't know, it, I didn't know what it was, but I knew that it was in me. Do you know? So that by the time, I didn't, I didn't also did not tell anyone that this was something that was buried and this was something that would obviously at some point take over and I would have to do something about it. But um, uh, ostensibly, I was going to do something medical. You know, it was in the family. <laughs> I was going to do something in, in a hospital. Don't know what, <laughs> but it, it was going to be uh, along those lines. My sister did. But um, um, at this, uh, um, it, was always, it was always in there uh, to express something. You see, uh, talking about the books uh, uh, and the literature with which I was brought up, I used to read these stories about these women. <laughs> the Lady of the Camellias was one of them that really impressed me. And this woman dying. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm, this is in my imagination. I want to be that woman who's dying on a couch and blood is coming out and, and, and stuff like that. And all that. And everything that I read, um, I became and so that was that was in there and then we used to get the american films you know the deep south films of these ladies but i, I used to think why aren't they're suffering but they're suffering at the hands of somebody else and i wanted to be to play people who were who were achieving and victorious and big you know i'm five foot two Big, you know what I mean, and so that's that's how I that's how I saw myself in theatre. I remember I went to my when I went first went to my drama teacher, um, uh, Dorothea. She uh, she said, "Oh well, do something for me." So I I, I went into this, this performance, pain and suffering. I don't know what well, I can't remember the speech, but I was falling all over the place. And, <laughs> and when I was finished, she said, "Well, very funny." <laughs> yes, very funny. I enjoyed that, and I thought, how deadly serious. But you know, but you know that's, that's the, the woman that I saw, this, this incredible person that I wanted to show people was possible, and I could make you see that woman. And that's how I felt about my job. Hmm. And so how, how easy was it to find other like I get carried away. I don't answer your question, do I? No, oh no, please. <laughs> <laughs> what, so, so sorry? How, how, how easy or difficult was it to 
find other like-minded actors and companies to well be because because we had this little this little um, this nucleus of people in incidentally a lot of those people weren't really actors but because we were there the students union and this thing uh, uh, evolved but a few a few of them continued and and worked until they went back to the west indies but um of course it was difficult uh, we wouldn't be sitting here if it was easy we won't be doing this sitting here talking about this and having this 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 program that you're about to if it was easy now in spite in i always felt that i will you see the thing is i don't know how it would have been if it was otherwise do you see what i mean whenever i got a, a, a job i knew that that it was really very important that it was this is my chance to be this person and to to show that it is possible for me because as you say there were two levels this boy this black boy this black girl who was having to cope with living in a society which at the time i thought was extremely hostile considering that i had no grudge against anybody and i wasn't taught that it was going to be like that and i wasn't in a way not prepared for it that was the person the day to day living in the street but there was this person who knew that i will be able to do it's going to be hard but i will be able to do what i want to do in here and were there other people that you took inspiration from as well the one woman uh, a show came written in the sun years ago i was working in an office then associate rediffusion and um there used to be a, a season of of plays the old witch theater and uh, there was a, a play that came from america and a woman called Juanita Moore who played ma uh, a character called Mama Young in 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 uh, Raising the Sun and i went to see that play and for the <laughs> and i saw then the woman i s i wanted to be i saw then the part i wanted to play at some time which i did wonderful and i saw it then and i i still have the little slip of paper the little ticket stub with her with with her name on it that i went and i thought that's what i want that this is confirming that i can do it that i will do it i knew it would be difficult sometimes it was so difficult i wanted to to uh, i couldn't believe that i would be so starved and so denied but you you live through that there i'm sure there are people here who know that who have lived that even now 50 years or more later it's still there but the struggle goes on you just do it john so there are people that you took inspiration from that helped you yeah yeah the they're, all, they're the always they're always people but but <coughs> what's interesting is is you know the different roads people take um i i went to drama school which was which was really important uh for me because i went to a drama school that didn't prepare actors for the world as it is 
They prepared access for the world as they wanted it to be. Uh, which was great, because what it meant was I cast as everything, anything at all. Nobody, not at one point in my three years did anybody ever say to me, ever mention my color, not once. Now, you can say, that's weird. And for some people it is weird. But on the other hand, it gives you a, a, a sense of the world, what is possible for you in if the world were a slightly different place, which was great in terms of being a student trained. That was fantastic. Your life changes once you leave and you realize the world isn't that. Uh, and you begin the process of, of building a career. And you build it by being as smart as you can be because the opportunities are not the same. But you have to be able to take the opportunities as they come to you and use them. Uh, uh, you know, I'd and, and by trying to be as free as you can in the work that you do. And you hope, like any actor, that something will come from it. So that's, and you also learn about the craft. You learn about the job as opposed to the mission. Would you say that there are, was you some, something you wanted to add to that? Was there what? anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I, I, I must say that like you, I recognized when you say um, you were cast because it was the job and they didn't say, look, I want, the, the writer actually didn't say, put it bluntly, the writer didn't say, enter black girl. And <laughs> there, there are lots of scripts like that that I had to say, sorry, can't do that. Y what I mean is, you did say that you were cast because you could do the job. Well, th th I was talking about being a student, and I think that's I important. See. I see I that you were taught, yes. In, that well in your teaching, that, 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 that the world was absolutely open to you and you yes. can do any and everything. Yes, but that, that any teacher worth their salt is going to teach you that, if you see what I mean. And, uh, and, and I, I'm you're very, very fortunate that your teacher did. But uh, at the same time, no, no, my teacher was a German woman. She wasn't teaching me how to play a black part, black lady. Do you see what I mean? She was teaching me how to interpret where to go with this script. How far can you go? How far has, has this person been? And how far are they going? That's how, I, that's how she taught me to approach the thing. But, but uh, what I want to say, like you, one was very fortunate to be cast because the director saw a person who could do the part. They didn't say, I must have a black person to do this part, which is it's very liberating when you find a, 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 a director or even the writer would say, yes, I would like her to play this role, not because I wrote this role for her, but I've seen her work and I want her to play this role because I know she can do it. I'm is that what you were saying? Because not quite. No, not quite. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, what I've just that's said. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, not quite. Okay. I no. was talking about the freedom that one got in a particular institution, as opposed to the world you find 
once you're once well, you've exactly. left that institution. And so, what what how what was the di discrepancy between those two? Well, 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 well you know, the 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 the, 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 the the discrepancy was <laughs> at drama school. They believed one thing. The world clearly didn't believe that. So, so basically, you were cast because. Uh, more or less because of the color of your skin, you know. More or less, that's how it went. There would be times when people would be apparently imaginative and cast you because they thought you'd be rather good for the part. Now, that's interesting because depending on on the fashion, that can become a sort of fetish. You know that you get a black person because of what they bring to the role simply by the color of their skin. You know, that, that can happen too. Uh, so, it's, you know, it's a difficult, it's a hard one to, to walk. You have to be, that's what I mean, you have to be, you have to be smart. You have to look at what's on offer and maybe why it's on offer, you know. Uh, but most actors, you know, there's an element of fantasy to do with why most actors get cast anyway. I mean, I know that because I've directed, and I know, to my shame, um, that I've cast people um, simply because of the way they look. Because there's something in my head saying, this is how that looks. So, you know, you multiply that and you get lots of Intrigue. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That makes sense to me. What would you say? Uh, 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 sorry, I'm interrupting. No, 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 keep no. interrupting you. No, 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 you don't. What would you say are for each of you the um, landmark moments or productions or experiences that you've had in the theatre, which have made you think or believe that things were changing? Carmen. <laughs> Things, when you say changing, what do you mean? For, uh, in terms of your own experience, what you found when you started working and the difficulties that you found when you started working, were there any moments where you thought, actually, I'm making a breakthrough personally and changing something personally with the way that people perceive you? Yeah, but you'd, you'd <coughs> <coughs> the way that people perceive the actor or the person in the wider community in the country how am i perceived black girl or accomplished actress do you see what yeah. uh, that hasn't changed that 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 is that is a constant that hasn't changed it's and it's um it's a misnomer to 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 call it change it's different it hasn't changed, not at the level, not at, at the real deep, deep level. There was a time when I, d I did a, a, a lot of work. But the thing about getting a job, whether, it was ca whether it's black or uh, casting because the person wants you to do the role, what was at the, at, the, at the source, at the depth of my life was when I get on that stage, I am the consummate performer. I am not what you might have thought you, you, you cast, the reason for casting me. And you could see through that, that, that 
flippity gibbet type uh, um, uh, casting. Why are you in this role? I know why I'm I accept the role. I know what I am going to do with it. And if and there is if there is any any person who assumes that they have they they they're just um taking this 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 person and they they're gonna they because they think that she's gonna be good because she looks right because it's not that at all that may be but once i get that script and i get on that stage it is mine and it is coming from the depths of my being that performance wow <laughs> uh, yeah that's great, yeah. Um, that was wonderful, I wish I could say that. Anyway, um, I, uh, um, what was your question? Let's start there. <laughs> My question was, were there, what are the key moments for you that have, or are there any, where you think um, things are changing for me as a artist in, in my career? Well, it depends what you mean. Do you mean people are offering you more work? Are you getting better opportunities? Uh, which one do you mean? I mean, are, are you getting better opportunities? Are you getting opportunities which speak to what it is that you feel that you like to be um, doing as, a, as an actor? Um, well, the answer to that is yes and no. Um, I think there are times when you do get opportunities that are fantastic. I've had them. They're fantastic. Great. And other times when you think, uh, wow, this, is, this isn't very good at all, um, you know. Um, I, I, think, I think there's no, you see, I don't think there is um, a pattern uh, uh, for black performers in the sense that for their counterparts there might be. Because, you know, there is, there is a culture that exists in this country. It is there, and it's very, very hard to to um, change that because it's it's old, it's old, and although you know we've been around a long time, it's like they're just finding out about it. We've known, but those that control, the, you know, the guards at the gate are, are beginning to realize that hey, these people have been around a while, you know, and so therefore we're beginning slowly, I think, to become part of the culture. But it is slow, and it isn't good enough. But it seems to me, in that sense, um, um, uh, there is a movement forward. Not a lot, but, you know, and if one compares it to the past, I think the danger is... There, there, you know, there, there is visibility now, but you do have to ask yourself about the quality of that visibility, I think. You want me to go on? Yes, please, if you'd like to, yes. If you have more to say, yes. Oh, I've always got more to say. <laughs> I want to encourage that. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think we're at a, at a very interesting time. I mean, just to broaden it a bit, I think it's interesting when, for instance, we look at, say, the Olympics. Now, who was the face of the Olympics? Jessica Innes. 
what color was she? No, but I mean, there's a perception. There, there was a perception before that about this country, and there's a perception after it about this country. And that will affect everything, I believe. Slowly, slowly, it's something that cannot be resisted. And there is resistance, but it cannot be resisted. Um, and I think if I were a young actor today, I'd, I would take that and run with it, because I think that says this country is different. It's going to be different. Um, and that difference has to be shown in places like this. Yes. Yes. Um, I just wonder, you see the thing is there, there, are, there are lots of areas uh, of, uh, not, uh, not uh, in the, uh, of work, the work situation, different uh, uh, institutions where it is, people are, like myself, are having a rough time. They have had it, I've seen it, I've been in it, I've been here long enough to have gone through some periods where, um, for instance, the riots didn't happen because people were happy about what was, what was being done to them. So I've been through those. I lived in Brixton, I lived in Notting Hill. So what, uh, um, we've got to a place now where we think maybe there won't be those, the riots wouldn't happen in, in the same way, Perhaps now you have the Occupy movement. It's kind of move. It's become a little more posh. So you, know, <laughs> you sit down in front of St. Paul's. So, um, but um, the the thing is, um, I've I've lived through those. My work. We didn't we didn't riot because uh, because of some of the time the way we were treated. Uh, we could have done. I would have joined any riot because I understood, wha I understood what was happening to them. But uh, when you say, uh, uh, have things changed, they be, they be, they're different. Because the ratio, what we wanted uh, as performers was to be employed. We wanted to be employed. We wanted to be not treated um, like uh, the first generation immigrants. As actors, we were still immigrants in terms of being cast I'm talking about some time ago, and being cast and uh, as as residents, citizens of the country. You were you were put in there because you were uh, an anomaly. You had to be. You were put in there because there was something that had to be explained about way why you were there. Do you see? It had to be either a problem, and that is why you were cast. You weren't cast because you were another citizen, somebody walking the street, somebody. In America, and in uh, uh, early days of my being here, they, they started this quota, what they call the quota in America. I don't know if you remember that. I don't know if anybody here remembers when, when um, before the exploitation, the black 
drive and uh, everybody super fly and everybody was black and everybody did and that, that. before that they had a, what they called a quota they they were told that they had to employ like equity yeah uh, american equity casting had to employ at least one black person for every five or six uh, in the cast then we were kind of like made into tokens but we marched we marched on equity i remember going uh, to equity because they wanted to start a spotlight for black artists spotlight is like um, a catalog and anybody a catalog and you're you're in there it's oh it's very it's legitimate and it's very very good but and they wanted to to have a, a spotlight for black artists and i thought i was not very popular because i thought no way i'm not going into a little a little cattle trough you know i'm sorry you got i said if you want integrated casting you can't get it by having a segregated register that is one book they know they ain't going to look in you know what i mean <laughs> the casting uh, who's going to look in this book you know <laughs> excuse me but, but you know what i mean so Th those were the times, th those were the battles that we were fighting to be recognized as citizens of the country and not immigrants, forever the, the third generation immigrant. That was the battle. So whenever one was cast, whether it was written for you or written for anybody else, your the one thing you had to do was to be extreme when I say extremely good at your job you had to focus you had to be there you had to be counted do you know what I mean in 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 in, in every way the way you the way you you, you uh, literally your relationship with everybody else with the director with with the the whole thing you had to be there and that wasn't difficult for me because it is the way I was brought up anyway so I, I brought all that to, to the job. But it didn't, what, what I'm trying to say, at this time now, we think we have changed. It's just different. And I must say that uh, um, there are lots of people behind the scenes making a hell of a lot of difference. I, there's one lady in the audience here today who actually was was one of the associate directors of the Olympics. Not one, the associate director. She wasn't assistant to the director. She was an associate director at the Olympics and she's sitting over there and she's black. Thank you. Thank you so much to our guests. Thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Carmen Monroe and Mr. Don Warrington.